Well, Dr. Moore will be rolling that out uh, very shortly. We want to hit our targets of 80 to 80 percent first dose, 75 percent second, and uh, easy. You know, re really, the protocols for most of them, they're gone, to the exception of maybe a few. You may want to keep in place, but uh, for the most part, everyone's worked hard, and we're going to move beyond this and start working on the economy. Well, that would be nice. I, and I thought the goal was 90%. Had, hadn't we changed that goal post? I don't know. They move around so much it's hard to follow. But uh, that was Premier Ford asked, you know, can we get some clarification on when Phase 3 restrictions are completely removed? And we didn't get much. It was just a, well, wait and see. Well, you know, it might feel like we're back to normal. We are not. And you get small businesses, be it salons, gyms, and restaurants, are still severely limited with how many people they can bring in. So they're barely, barely able to, you know, break even, if at all. And what businesses need 16 months into this thing is clarity and direction. They need certainty. They also need more help from the federal government. So they need to step up instead of pulling back on these financial support programs that will be totally shut down by September 26. Let me bring in Dan Kelly to the conversation, CEO and President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Good to have you, Dan. Happy to be with you. You know, you look at the um, businesses, a lot of them, of course, didn't qualify for these programs, but uh, for those who did qualify, I mean, they, they're nowhere near climbing out of the hole, and, and what they're doing in business right now is not going to cut it. No, look, it's a really challenging point that we're at. It's certainly good news, of course, that the majority of businesses now in Ontario and across Canada are at least technically allowed to be open. So that is certainly good news uh, since we've last spoken. Um, but opening your doors is really phase one of your business's ability to recover. You actually need customers in sufficient quantity to be able to earn an income, to be able to have your business at the very minimum break even. And still, mm -hmm. thousands of businesses are facing 50% capacity restrictions. So we're saying to the federal government, hold the phone here. We can't have you start to pull back on these supports. Only 35% of small businesses across Canada, including the provinces that opened, opened way earlier than Ontario's, only 35%, about a third of them, are telling us that they are at normal levels of revenue. That means that two-thirds of Canadian businesses are underwater right now. If we pull mm. out this support, our fear is that they're going to they're gonna die. And, and look, nobody more than me wants to get rid of business subsidies. Uh, business subsidies under normal times are stupid. We've got we to we wean businesses off of the business subsidies that they've been under. But if we do it too quickly, uh, these businesses are just not going to make it. And as you and I have talked about many times, these businesses weren't closed because they were bad businesses. They weren't closed because they were doing something wrong. They were closed in order to protect society. So they shouldn't be footing the bill for this. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, what little freedom we do have now, I think a lot of people are uh, kind of lulled into this false sense of, okay, we're, we're back to normal, which we are not in any which way. But there's also a lot of uncertainty. I mean, it would be nice if we could get some clarity as to when normal will come back. And also the conversation of, we're going to live with this thing. So how are we going to do that? I have yet to see one anyone in leadership positions at any level of government say, this is not going away. We have to learn how to live with it. And here's what we're going to do to do that. Yeah, look, I mean, I, you know, love him or hate him, uh, Boris Johnson in the, U in the UK yeah. said, and his health minister said essentially that. I mean, the, the public health officials are telling us that, that COVID is endemic. It's, it, as you said, it's, it's not going away. And unless we're prepared to shut our businesses kind of forever, 
we're going to have to figure out a way to adapt this. After all, the whole theory of lockdowns was to end up protecting capacity in the healthcare system. We've largely done that. Ontarians have, for the most part, accepted and moved quickly to get themselves vaccinated. It is slowing. That worries me a little bit that the vaccination mm-hmm. rates have begun to slow a bit. And I do worry that the targets the province has have set, they are. it is going to be challenging. I think we're going to get there fairly soon on the 80% first dose. But the 75% second dose, gosh, we really need to lift those further restrictions, the capacity constraints. I'm hoping by August the 6th, and it's going to be tight uh, to get mm-hmm. the numbers where the provinces have set them. And not to mention, I mean, people are still getting this, even if they're vaccinated. So it, it kind of goes back to, like, we've got to learn how to live with this thing. And businesses have shown over and over again that they're willing to spend to protect customers and put the investments in. But again, they don't know, you know, what the next few months looks like. Are we going to go back into lockdowns, which is, seems to be the preferred mode of, of dealing with this? Or does anyone in charge actually have a, a plan? And the other challenge, of course, I'm sure you're, you're hearing a lot of is that, these businesses, particularly restaurants, cannot, and I've heard from a lot of small businesses, they just cannot find people to hire. It's a huge challenge. And, and we did get a sneak preview of this last summer when the province did allow businesses to open over the summer and fall of 2020. Uh, the shortage of labor shot up in part because the CERB program was so generous, so easy to get on, that many employees said, well, screw this, I'm going to stay off for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and look, on a certain level, I understand that public health officials are also telling everybody to stay home. So it it's little wonder that employees are reticent to come back to the workplace. To be fair to the federal government, they have scaled back the CERB benefit from 500 a week to 300 a week. Now that it's under the EI system, it's now called the CRB stream. Um, mm-hmm. And that will motivate more people to return to the workplace. But it is, you know, the sectors that were hardest hit were those that employ a large number of part-time workers, retail, hospitality, the service sector, uh, arts and entertainment businesses. They employ a huge number of part-time workers where 300 a week, if you work very part-time, let's say half-time, quarter-time, you might be better off on the government benefit than you are while working. And and that's the part that needs to be adjusted. We still need to keep supports for people who have, don't have jobs to come back to. I'm not suggesting we pull them away. What I am saying is, please, please, governments, don't pay people more than they made pre-COVID to sit off on some form of, of income support. That's not the right approach. And we are, unfortunately, still at this point doing just that. Well, you know, there is an election coming, and so there's politics at play to a degree here. And, you know, we are looking at, uh, you know, Parliament dissolving maybe in the next two weeks. So what then happens with these support programs? Yeah, look, I, I suspect they're going to be frozen. No government's going to want to pull this out, right? pull out these programs right before an election campaign. I'm hoping that this will be a short-term issue, uh, but, but a business is not going to be able to pull in enough money to pay their bills if they don't have enough workers, if you don't have enough mm-hmm. staff to, to, to work in the kitchen or in the front of the front of the house in your restaurant, you're not going to break even. You're, you're just not. And so yeah. businesses are trying to pay what they can. But remember, these businesses have been without an income, say, in the restaurant setting for 400 days for indoor dining. It's not like they're sitting on some surplus of cash.
Yeah, it's incredible. 16 months, and I'm, I'm surprised, Dan, that a lot of them have even been able to survive. It's amazing how much they've taken out of their own bank account, out of their own mortgages, out of their own, you know, um, sock drawer to make their businesses, you know, somehow survive. So a lot of them are just uh, kind of giving everything to, to make it work. Well, we'll see if anyone's listening in Ottawa, never mind the province. But I appreciate you uh, giving us uh, the latest on where things are at. Thank you. Anytime, Alex. Dan Kelly, who is the uh, president and CEO of Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses and really the uh, kind of fighter and given all the big fight for these small businesses, uh, which have virtually kind of been shut out um, by governments of all levels. Stay with us here on Point. This is Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.